welcome to Cavalier Central, bringing you everything you need to know about the wine and gold. Hey, Hoopheads, we appreciate you listening to this episode of Cavalier Central. Be sure to check out these other NBA pods on the Hoopheads Podcast Network, including Daily Thunder, Knock a Few Buck, 305 Culture, Spanning the Spurs, Motor City Hoops, X's and O's NBA Breakdown, LA Hoops, The Wizards Hoops Analyst, At the Buzzer, and Lakers Fast Break. Plus, our coaching focused podcasts, Thrive with Trevor Huffman, Beyond the Ball, the CoachMaze.com podcast, Players Court, Bleachers and Boards, The Green Light, and Courtside Culture. Oh, and don't forget to check out our flagship, the Hoopheads podcast, hosted by me, Mike Cleansing, and my co-host, Jason Sunkel, featuring the best minds in the game, from grassroots to the NBA. Hey, Hoopheads, we all hate ankle sprains, and they happen way too often. Ankle injuries are the number one sports-related injury. Arise is trying to change that. With the iFast, your athletes get preventative protection and full mobility. Athletes no longer need to wear bulky braces that limit performance and give mediocre protection. Anyone playing sports should be using these products. Keep your athletes in the game. Don't wait for them to get hurt to take action. Visit www.arise.com slash team pricing to learn more. That's A R. Y-S-E.com. Hello, everybody. Welcome back. I'm your host, Justin Matcham. The draft lottery just ended, what, a little over, a little under, maybe a half hour ago. Um, we'll say 15 minutes ago. The Cavaliers have the third pick. It is it is wonderful to say. Joining me here, pretty much as always, uh, Dan and Amadou. How are we feeling? I'm, I'm ecstatic, man. I'm so, I'm so happy right now. I mean, just seeing seeing the card flip when we were at the, the sixth overall pick and seeing it be OKC was was incredible, <laughs> man. Uh, but that got me extremely hyped. No, man. Um, like I said, there, it's been a while since I was as nervous and stressed as I was when he was like picking up that sixth pick card. Yeah. And flipping it over. Dan, how are we feeling? Good. I mean, I don't know how anybody couldn't be feeling pretty, pretty darn good. How are you guys feeling coming into today? Like, like I said, I ran one tankathon today and I came in at um, ninth. So, you know, I wasn't feeling too good there. But um, I, I, my feeling all day had been six. I was just kind of accepting Scotty Barnes. And that that was just the way that I was feeling. Um, I don't know how if that was the same for you guys. Were you optimistic? Did you think this was going to happen? Where were you at, Amadou? I was. I don't want to say I was accepting the fact that you know. I was accepting it. Sick, I yeah. was ready for Moses Moody or Scotty Barnes. I, I was sort of optimistic. Honestly, I really wanted us to land in that seven to eight area potentially if we didn't get a top three pick because. I like Scotty Barnes as a player, but I just don't really like his fit on this team because I'm just thinking about like Okoro, Barnes, and Allen as our front core, and that just I, I just I just don't like that at all. Oh, I don't like it either. Yeah, yeah I'm not saying so, that I do. I, I just didn't really want us to look into him. So I was looking at maybe like you know a Moses Moody. That's really who I wanted us to, to to select, and I feel like he would have been there, you know, anywhere from like six to like ten, honestly. So 
and an area I was fine with. But I was still optimistic that, you know, maybe, you know, we can get, you know, a top three pick. You know, personally for me, the only one I kind of didn't want, it, it was just kind of crazy to say, is number four. Because just the thought of the Cavs potentially selecting Jalen Suggs does not make sense at all to me. And we moved up. So, yeah. You know, even at number four, you got to think that Kuminga would still be in the conversation there. But, Dan, mm-hmm. how are you feeling today? Good. Um, yeah, I, I just think the um, – it'll be interesting to see what the Rockets do. I think they can kind of go with either of the presumptive two and three. Uh, I Well, I shouldn't say presumptive. I mean, some people are higher on Jalen Suggs. Like, I, I think, like, KOC is really big on Jalen Suggs. I, I personally am not um, – I, I, like, I get that he can affect games in a number of ways, seemingly. I, I guess that's what people paint it as. I mean, like, Fedor loves Jalen Suggs. I, I just – I don't see elite skills with him. I, I think he's kind of like a – master of none so to speak and for a player of uh and and was in a pretty ideal situation i mean we we're not we don't need to go into super huge detail but the thought of green um i'm sure people think like that means like people want to jump to the oh sexton see you later like i I don't really understand that the Cavs' biggest issue is shot creation i don't know why you'd be getting rid of your top scorer but i think those three, frankly, to me, I'd like to see that trio, not initially, I think, like, down the road, more, like, later in the season start and move a quarter of the bench, but um, the Cavs could definitely go with Mobley, but I'm, frankly, like, I'd much rather go green just because I I get Mobley, like, there's a lot of stretch big potential, but I I just, I don't know if he, I don't know how long it'll take for him to be able to shoot, so. Well, I think we know that, um, Cade Cunningham is going to Detroit. For anybody who doesn't know the top four, Detroit, Houston, Cleveland, Toronto, um, Cade Cunningham is going to Detroit. That's really not even a conversation. That's just what's going to happen. Number two at Houston kind of gets interesting because they don't really have – they're not thinking about positional fit here at all. It really just comes down to the player they like the most. Obviously, they have John Wall. Obviously, they have Christian Wood, uh, Kevin Porter Jr., but I don't think – Outside of Kevin Porter Jr., um, I don't think a guy like Wood or a guy like Wall factors into your future plans all that much, and especially not when you're talking about bringing in the second overall pick. So it is, it is going to be you know whoever they think is the best player. Um, that's probably Mobley or Green. It could be Suggs. Um, I'm do what, where are you kind of leaning right now? And obviously, we were saying you know we're really going to be monitoring this Houston situation closely as far as who they like. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, you know, if any information comes out from there. But what direction do you think they'll go right now? I do want to say it's kind of just, just funny that, like, you know, we had traded Kevin Perdue to them and, like, people were talking about how, oh, my God, you know, obviously, you know, it was, it was a horrible trade. And now it could potentially help us out in adding, you know, another athletic guard um, with superstar potential. Um, I just want to, to point that out. But could. Uh, personally, yeah, it definitely could. But personally, um, yeah, the Rockets go either way with Green or Mobley. I want them to take Mobley for obvious reasons. I re- really, really like Jenny Green. And I feel like, I don't know, you, you can make the case that, that maybe Mobley makes more sense than Green. Because the question is, obviously, we've seen Kevin Porter Jr. play, you know, point guard during his time in the G League. But is that his main position? You know, can he mainly be a point guard or is that something that he looks to do in spurts and such? I'm not sure. That's a question for the Rockets to 
to figure out or whatever. I um, mean, in the meantime, they do have John Wall, and it's yeah, not like they're going to be exactly. good next year anyway. Like, they're, they're going to be a lottery yeah. team again. You can find that guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but there's a lot of talk about people – you know, discussing that, oh, I mean, obviously it's a Wings League, you know, you don't pass on, you know, a guy like a Jalen Green for, for Mobley, but Mobley isn't an, an ordinary big man. You know, he's not like, I don't know, he's not like a DeAndre Ayton, I guess. You know, he's 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 a unicorn. You know, he's a guy seven foot, you know, even though he is, you know, underweight mostly, I feel like he can add that easily. Um, his role coming into the league, you know, will is it a four, is it a five? We'd have to yet to see, but I mean, talk about a guy with, with you know, it's kind of cliche to say, but guard abilities, you know, who can was is a nice shot. I feel like that'd be a great piece, you know, for either the Rockets or the Cavaliers to get, honestly. Um, but personally, I, I really, really want Green for the for the Cavaliers. And honestly, if it's like, you know, the, the Rockets are are leaning more towards Green, but the Cavs could trade up, you know, to secure Jalen Green, I, I'm all for that if I'm Cleveland. I'm I'm ready to to move on from next year's mm. pick. You know, adding this. You're ready to move well on to, from next year's pick just to yes. move from up three to two. Yes, just yes, just to ensure the fact that we can get Jalen Green. If if it's like you know the, the Rockets are leaning more towards Jalen Green, but are willing to take Evan Mobley, if that means adding more assets for next yeah, season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if I'm ready to get there. Um, I will. Yeah, say, I don't, I, I don't I'm, know if I do that. I'm still that? in the Jalen. I'm yeah, in the Jalen Green camp along with you. Uh-huh. Um. Like that's that's the guy who I want. Like undoubtedly, you know, as soon as we got number three, that's kind of you know just what it felt like. And I think that's the guy. It's the guy who I want as of right now. Um, mm-hmm. But I still don't think it's. And this is just me, but I, I don't think that trading next year's pick just to ensure that when Mobley would be the alternative, like I'd be more than happy with Mobley right now. I like the way where you oh, saying definitely. Oh, about definitely. that. I would be more than happy with, with Mobley too. But you know. Yeah, where were you at on that, Dan? Yeah, I, I'm with you, Justin. I, I favor Green just because to me, um people can say the whole like oh my god, it's another guard, whatever, yada yada, but I, I just I, I really have a hard time understanding why uh I get, like, to me, I think Mobley probably has more, he might have more potential to affect games, like, in more of, like, an all-around way. I I really like Mobley. I'm not, I'd be more than pleased if they got him, but I'm not, yeah, I'm also with, like, Amadou and then Green, I'm I'm more in tune with just because... I I get it's it's more of a wings league, so to speak, but guards are, are... really, really important. And the Cavs, again, biggest need is scoring. And yeah, but again, I'm with Justin in that I wouldn't move next year's pick just for that. Okay. I think Mobley is is still well worth it. Uh, I guess. Oh, yeah. Oh, definitely. Definitely. Yeah, we've talked a lot about both of them as players, but I think now that we kind of know where we're kind of narrowing it down to, we can talk a little bit about the fit. Mm -hmm. And uh, we'll start with Mobley. Uh, who obviously there's a lot of debate as to whether you know he is you know a, a true center or more of a four or five. What is going to be his best position, you know, to start? Um, I'll go to you on this one first, Dan. Does Mobley fit in here? Do you think he can play next to Allen? Personally, I do. Um, I am in the camp as to where I, I do think day one. Um, I'm not a hundred percent confident in his ability to guard fives night in night out. Um, I do believe in the shot again. Like it's not all the way there right now, but 
I have time to develop that. I do. Um, I do. Yeah. So, so where are you at on the fit there? Are you still comfortable with, you know, him and Allen together? Yeah, I am. Um, especially just because I think having those two especially could really help, um, the other, like in that sense, like sex land and then a Coro at the three. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like other lineups, like you can go along from there. Um, I will have to see again what happens with Kevin Love, whatever. But I, yeah, I, I think that could definitely be viable. And um, I, I think there's, I, I believe, I, I do think Okora will show a lot more um, offensively next season. I think he'll be much more comfortable having like a real off season with um, the Cavs staff, mm-hmm. and I, I think that'll pay dividends. I don't know if he's necessarily going to be like a catch and shoot viable guy, but I think there's going to be a lot more. On ball stuff, so yeah, I, I really do think that could definitely work. Are you in the same boat, Amadou? Mm, yeah, uh, I believe mm, maybe to start. I don't know. For me, with Mobley, I just feel like he'd be much more effective yeah. at five. I honestly, guess. yeah, because he just his his offensive abilities would be would make him such a mismatch at that position. So I feel like to start, yes, I, I think the two could fit, but. I feel like at one point you're going to have to look to move on from Jared Allen, honestly. If you look at, I mean, I, I'd hope the Cavs will look at you know, Evan Mobley as a long-term piece. But if we draft Mobley, for one, I think Isaiah Harnstein walks, honestly. Um, I feel like you probably start uh, Evan Mobley as that backup five type. Still, not splitting minutes, but you, but you understand, you know, coming in, being that six-man type of guy for you. And then it's at... You know, the trade deadline is that you look to, to make a move, you know, to get him more minutes, whether that's benching Kevin Love, whether that's, I don't know. But, yeah, I feel like the two to start could work, could work really well. Because, like Dana said, I feel like they, you know, combat each other well. I feel like the spacing that Mobley provides is real. You know, his shot is, is, is pretty fluid, um, especially for a guy at his size. So, I really like their fit to start, but I feel like at some point you're going to have to make a decision. Well, I guess... Um... I understand feeling that way about, you know, Mobley playing him at the five. I guess my question is, are you still 100% re-signing Jared Allen this offseason if you feel that way, if you don't feel like those two are a long-term fit for each other in a situation where you may have to overpay Jared Allen in the first place just to keep him? Again, if you're a believer in that long-term fit, I think you'd do it. But is there some question that kind of creeps into your mind personally about even re-signing him if if you know it's not a long-term thing? Are you talking about me? Yeah. Okay. Well, the funny thing is, um, I was supposed to do an article just talking about uh, Allen and Mobley's fit. And I told Dan to, you know, hold off to the draft to see what would happen. And uh, now we know. So actually, an article's going. So I don't want to say You're too gonna much. You're going to have to start writing it up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm going to start writing it up. I don't want to say too, too much. But personally, I know things can get complicated in this aspect because I'm pretty sure it, it messes with the, the team's hard cap and such. But a potential sign-in trade for Allen, if one, you know, comes to fruition that's definitely you know uh you know uh, an angle i could take if i'm the cavaliers um i just feel like if the Cavs or uh, by the time you know frequency starts we'll know you know who the Cavs are selecting or whatever we know if the Cavs will potentially take and i think i think frequency starts in august if i'm not mistaken mm-hmm. yeah i think so, it's yeah. like august 6th yeah. I say. so so mm-hmm. by that time we should know you know who the Cavs taken if it's if it's green obviously you resign allen if it's mobley i don't know if you overpay allen you know, with that in your mind, that Mobley is that long-term five potentially for you. I feel like in that scenario, you honestly look 
to move on from him in a potential sign and trade, but then again, you know, it gets complicated, like I said. It's, it's sign a and trades get complicated yeah. because. Yeah, they really do. They just what? Go ahead. I was going to say, re-signing Jared Allen does put you, again, over the cap. You're giving him a big enough raise to where you're yeah. dealing with base year compensation. So it's, finding a sign-and-trade partner could get really difficult in that scenario. But the point still stands. What were you saying, Dan? No, that, that's pretty much what I was getting at is just from there you, you better find, I mean, that yeah. viable partner. But, um, I mean, the rumored stuff with, like, Charlotte and the Mavs. Um, but – I don't know. I, I think it almost, in a way, I, I guess at that point, you, you do kind of, like, the clock's ticking on the stuff with love. Like, you kind of have to yeah, um, figure that out sooner or later. Um, do you think that uh, potentially means that you move, maybe, if you do bring Allen back, does that mean Nance is on, like, pretty quickly on the block, or... I mean, I think he has to be. That's kind of that's kind of more bringing... that that's kind of more what I would rather do, frankly. Um, just because Allen is still a guy. I mean, I get you, it was a lower one, whatever, but it, he is five years Nance's junior. So, I, I personally, I'd rather probably keep him around. Um, just because you keep Allen this, around. Yeah, and then look okay. to like move that's, Nance I, I'm more. In, I'm just because you, you can like I feel like you'll be able to find a trade for Allen if you like if he performs pretty well. Um, yeah. And I guess people will say like, "Oh, why would you do it in the first place?" But I don't know. It's just it, the Cavs. They're bigs. I mean, there have been so many. Um, there's just been injury problems with Nance. I don't think that there really that's a huge concern with Allen. Um, and it's a concern with Love. Like, it, Allen is, honestly, like, when he's good, he seems like a pretty sure thing. Like, you, you do at least know what you're going to get. And I do buy that there is some untapped, like, potential for him as a shooter. I, I personally believe that. And he hasn't really had situations where he's really been able to, like, showcase that. I, I think mm-hmm. in this situation... Um, given that the Cavs are reportedly like really stressing threes, um, I, I think that he could show some viability in that way too. Like I, I, I think I'd still sign him. And we, I mean, we kind of saw flashes of that this year, obviously. And there's no reason to believe that it, you know we won't see more of that after an entire off season of you know getting to continue to work on it. Obviously, again, the emphasis on threes, uh, and especially if he's going to be playing playing next to a guy like Mobley, and that's kind of crowded. Uh, you know they're both going to want to have space for each other. I think you know trying. Do you, to do you think there's a possibility that help that the Cavs would just like not would just like let Allen walk? That's what I kind of asked Amadou. Like, you know, I, I don't if, think, if you don't view like them as a long term fit, do you consider that? You could, if there's no but... sign and trade on the table, do you do you sign uh, him and look to trade him basically right away? Do you just kind of you know do you feel like Mobley isn't ready to play the five right now? But he will be in a couple of years. Like, what do you do with Allen? I don't Actually, really. Do you just kind of sign him to be your kind of stopgap center as Mobley develops into that guy? Or, yeah, I mean, do I, you want to spa- do you yeah. want to spend that much on a stopgap? Is that the plan? I don't know. That's the issue with me. It's 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 Allen's price. So I feel like if you know his price is fair, yeah, I'm all for you know resigning him, seeing how you know the duo works. If it works, then great. You have you know for middle front court for the future. If it doesn't, then. You know, unfortunately, you know, you're going to have to part ways with more than likely uh, Jared Allen. But 
the main thing for me is the price. You know, if it gets too expensive, I think if you have mobile, you probably just let Allen walk, unfortunately. So, yeah. Again, I'm just a full believer that those two could work. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I, I'm a believer, and I think that you resign Allen either way. But it's definitely an interesting question if you have doubts. It also um, yeah. um, depends on what the Cavaliers think. Because the Cavaliers have, you know, we see... Well, Kobe at the end of the day, and, it's all about what the Cavaliers yeah, think. It doesn't yeah. matter what we think. Yeah, but like, Kobe almost talked about, you know, the spacing and how he wants to, you know, improve that. And there's a lot of questions. Is Okoro's shooting going to take that much of a leap that in year one, Evan Mobley and Jared Allen can work? Because... Evan Mobley does have the potential to be a great shooter, but is he going to come into the league day one shooting 40% from the field on, you know, four or five attempts of a game? I, I just, I just, I really doubt that. You know, he could, but I, I don't know. So that, that's another thing that I have, a, I have a question about too. Yeah. Dan, does Evan Mobley start day one on this team? I, honestly, I don't think so. Um, it, it, it's hard to say for me. Like, I, I kind of have hesitation saying him or Green would start right away. I, I just, I mean, people will probably be, like, rolling their eyes at that. But I just think with the Cavs, um, like, with younger guys, I think this time, I think it really would pay off to just kind of, like, bring a guy along. Considering the last three drafts, all of those guys have started from day one. Like, I, I, I really start think... From day one? No, no, he didn't. No, actually, not day one, but, but it, he he was on the bench for ten games. The I mean, thought was that the Cavs would look to contend either way. So yeah, yeah. you know, yeah, it, that was a different situation. Yeah, but exactly. the point is, like, I'd rather them bring a guy along for like twenty games. I mean, Lamelo Ball came off the bench for twenty games last mm-hmm. season. So, and to me, it's almost a similar thing with like how they were like pushing it with Graham. Rozier and Ball. Like, they were playing those three a lot. I mean, before he got hurt. And it had a lot of success for them. I mean, they were what? When Lamelo got hurt, I think they were... Or, no, I'm, well, was it when Hayward got hurt, I think? Because he was playing a lot at the four. I think they were... I think they were, like, the four or five seed yeah, in the East. And I think that's kind of a model the Cavs could look to. And then... And then put in if in that case if you do do ref green I, I'd keep Nance frankly um, around just because yes, in that in that case and I like Larry Nance I, I think he really has value but um, I think there's a lot of ways they can manipulate the lineups defensively and um, just with spacing I, I think they could get a get be a terror in transition so I I'd say no right now though for Mobley just just gut feeling so. Again, staying on the topic of Mobley here for a minute, you draft Mobley, that leaves you with, again, that kind of three, well, we'll say four or five rotation of Kevin Love, um, Jared Allen, Evan Mobley, Larry Nance, um, maybe Isaiah Hartenstein, maybe not, Dean Wade, Tarion Prince, Lamar Stevens, all at the position, whether, you know, obviously not all those guys are going to play. Uh, Fiondo, Kevin Gale, even, sure. Whatever. But um, do you look to trade Nance right away? I, I, I'm not somebody who's just in the camp of they should just actively look to trade Nance, but I think this is the one situation where you consider it. Um, just because how many minutes do you have for Kevin Love, Evan Mobley, Jared Allen, 
and Larry Nance and Tarian Prince all together. Yeah. And is Isaiah Hartenstein in the picture? Is he not? Obviously, that's not a question we could answer. You know, I mean, it, it depends on – all of those things depend on, you know, how a ton of other things work out. Do you trade Nance? Maybe yes, maybe not. Um, you know, do you re-sign Allen? You know, if not, then it seems like Hartenstein would likely be back in that situation. Again, all of it depends. But, you know, is trading Larry something that you would you would seriously consider Amadou in the event that you do draft Mobley? I mean, last year there were talks of, you know, the Celtics especially giving up three first-round picks for Nance. And I, I think, you know, a lot of people say that he's gotten better this year. So I feel like as of now his trade value is high. So if a trade occurs and obviously you take Mobley and such, yeah, you unfortunately probably have to look to moving on from Larry Nance. But I do want to say, I think this is obvious too. I'm, I'm moving on from Kevin Love way, way before I'm moving on from Larry Nance. But it's just the fact that obviously a trade is well, not going to be Well, can you so, move on from yeah, Kevin exactly. Love before that's, you that's move on from Larry Nance? So like, like we talked about you know, briefly – is there a potential that, you know, Kevin Love can be waived and stretched? I understand, you know, I think it's what, maybe a five years at whatever he's owed, but we get salary. I don't want to wave and stretch him. You don't want him. to do that? I, that's just me. I I am out on waving Kevin Love and taking an $11 million cap hit. The next, or if he takes yeah. a buyout and it's less, a $9 million uh-huh. cap hit the next however many years. Yeah. I'm personally out on that. I don't know. I feel like that's a topic discussion the Cavs, you know, could have. Because they could, like you said, yeah. it, it, it's definitely is complicated, but I feel like as of right now, honestly, if your starters are are Love, Allen, and then off the bench you have Nance and Mobley, yeah, because we've we've already talked about you know uh, Love playing you know half the minutes that he plays, and I mean look, Nance can play the backup three as well. Maybe the Cavs look to somehow move on from both Prince and Osman, you know. So yeah, that that's that's another topic of discussion that we had too. Yeah, and again, if you're not going to move one of those guys and you're going to say, oh, well, you know, Larry can play the three, Tarian can play the three, Dean can play the three, then you're going to have to have the conversation of what happens with Okoro and Jetty. And I don't think anything happens to Okoro, but something could certainly happen to Jetty. Obviously, Tarian would be an easy guy to flip right now as an expiring who's not making an absurd amount of money. Um, You could get probably not a great asset for but an asset nonetheless. Um Moving on over to uh, to Jalen Green a little bit, though. The more fun one, I think, here, just because it is really, really interesting how he would fit with Colin Sexton and Darius Garland, obviously. And we'll start on this one, Dan. I know you already said that you probably bring along Jalen Green slowly in the same way as Evan Mobley. Do you think it's pretty much, obviously, a different position, but pretty much the exact same situation as far as just let him... Let him sit behind Colin and Darius, uh, come off the bench for whatever it be, 20 games, and then is the move to put him in for Okoro? Well, I think – I'm not saying that that's – I can't say that that's like a – like I'm just like locking that in for the move. Yeah. But I just think the – how dynamic those three could be um, in the open floor – uh, and the Cavs are wanting the um, duo to shoot more threes this year. Um, now eight per game, obviously, is I, I don't think that's that's hard to see playing out. But um, it, it's I just think it, 
I get defensively you have to figure things out, and, and I'm probably not having Kevin Love a ton with those three on the floor with him. Um, or if you are, I mean, you, you kind of have to push pace to to get him those secondary transition like trailer looks. But can you really push it, pace with Kevin Love at this point? I, I don't know. Um, it, it's I, I I don't have like a set answer for you, but I just think those three specifically would be just it's so hard to guard. Um, just have them run in transition. Let Kevin Love get the rebound, and he can just throw outlets. Yeah, but That's I don't know. I just think Kevin Love. Yeah, I, I don't know. I just think they're those three. I think could mat- match. It'd be interesting to see how they could work with other combinations with bigs, um, with like Allen and Wade, or um, I, I think Allen and Nance would be a, a, an interesting fit um, with those two, and, and I guess like Hardy in there because um, he's a legit. Both him and Allen, I think, are legit as far as rim protection goes. And uh, I, I just think the Cavs would just be so hard to defend with those three. Uh, with and, and I buy Jalen Green shooting, too. And just with all three of their abilities to create separation, I, I just think it, it'd be so hard to not at least see how that works. Obviously, this is a conversation we've had before here on the podcast about you know how these three guys would fit together, obviously being the two guards and Jalen Green. Um, I think we all are in agreement that you know it's worth whatever questions you have to answer if you can get Jalen Green just because he's that good. But um, Abdur, do you believe – and I know I've asked this question before, but I kind of just want to bring it back up. Do you believe in that trio defensively long term? Um, well, the thing is, defense already, you know, is, it's, it's an offensive league, let's be real. We, we see these crazy, you know, sc- you know, scores and games. So it's like, the defense, you know, there, there's question, but I mean, guys like Sexton, you know, he's athletic, you know, Green is athletic. And we've seen, you know, Darius Garland, you know, at times has been a better defender than anticipated. So it just depends, you know, what the team does around them. You know, if they keep Allen and, and you know, at, even if it's like, you know, Allen and Nance, let's let's just say hypothetically for like next mm-hmm. season, not this upcoming season, but the following season after that, that, that that's still, you know, a, I think that team is good defensively with, you know, other pieces, you know, off the bench, there's a Coro and um, whoever else they look to sign. They can just, you know, stagger those guys minutes, you know, they don't have to play, you know, 48 minutes, you know, with each other, the, the trio. So I feel like the defense can still be good if the team is able to, you know, put, uh, you know, good pieces around them. But yeah, I, I think... Say, the whole point is, I think they just those three have to be playing starting minutes. That, that's yeah. just, I guess, oh, yeah. what my point is. Mm-hmm. Do you try to stagger them the best you can? Or but you... it's it's also like we discussed defense, but this is kind of similar to like the Porter thing before. Uh-huh. I mean, it's yeah, the same. It is it's literally the exact same thing. Yeah, but this guy is, I, I think, is pretty further along as a shooter. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's just my opinion. absolutely. Yeah. And it's but, like. Yeah, go ahead. Okay, I just want to say it's like you have Darius Garland, Colin Sexton, and Jalen Green. How how can a team stop that trio right there? How like it, it's it's going to be hard. It's it'll be very very difficult. Three guys like you have to keep up with them. That's exactly. like what people yeah. are not weighing yep. in. It just doesn't like I, I like Ice. I really do, but I'm not going to say like. I mean, he's not. I like. I think he still can play. Uh. A good amount, and, and yeah, like he'll get his minutes too anyway. But yeah. I, 
I, you could say like, oh, they're going to be small, but you have to guard them. Like it's exactly. not like you're not – teams are not going to – another reason I say that is teams – like if you watch these these games, guys like – you could there's some ways like lineups that aren't playable whatever. Like Lou Williams and Trey Young lineups, like okay, it's a little weird. Um, but teams like aren't just going to like isolate – players like you're not just gonna match up hunt on every single possession like that doesn't actually work throughout an entire entirety of games whether people want to admit that or not it doesn't like watch games that teams fall into that trap and they lose like well i guess my point is when you have if you don't believe in those three defensively together the thing is you're not going to have to mismatch hunt because there's going to be there's already going to be a potential mismatch between you know the three of them there to where you're not even going to have to hunt out switches. You're not going to have to. I don't think Reed is honestly as much of a mismatch as people want to pay him to be. Exactly. And I think as yeah, he really as he progresses in his career, I think I, I think he'll turn out to be a fine defender. And if, if you look at if you look at, at on. if you look at like player isolation statistics, there are not many instances when players are like actually in isolation defensively. It's really not that. Simple, mm-hmm. and I I get that yeah like there's some things in pick and roll you have to figure out but most like team like off ball defense and feel can be taught like that's not as complicated as people want to make it seem and if guys can get through off ball screens if they can at least contest under control if guys can find ways to get stronger which I think in NBA teams like it's it's they do. I, I really don't think it's the end of the world. And again, this league is about offense, whether people want to paint it that way or not. You have to guard them. And I really don't. I think that those three would just give a lot of teams headaches. Like it's about shot creation and spacing and speed. That's exactly really, what this is. <laughs> I mean, speed absolutely matters. And you have a roller in Allen that, would be much harder to defend in those situations in addition to that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I, I, again, I really like a core and I think he's a guy that you, you find ways to get on the floor anyway. Um, and maybe he proves me wrong. Maybe green ends up just being like a, a six man or, okay, I'm not going to like go there yet, but yeah. down, down the road, if Colin Sexton has to be moved to the bench because green is just that special. Okay. But I'm not doing that. Like, Ace. No, you're not doing people that, right. that think that. I'm I'm sorry. Don't understand that you have to score the basketball to win. No, so I don't think that there's any doubt that. Assuming again, because we have no idea what could happen with trades, but assuming yeah. that all three of them are on the opening day roster, that at least Colin Sexton is not starting. It just wouldn't happen. The goal here is not just to find guys to. Your goal here is not to find a way to put Colin Sexton on the bench. And Jalen Green is not doing that. I mean, you play them all together or... I, like, he is polished, but he still... Like, it's it's with... It's it's not completely Porter-like. Like, he's probably further along. But he also played 15 games in the G League bubble. Didn't play, like, a full NCAA season. I, like, there's going to... Like, there needs to be growth. Like, it's, it's going to yeah. take, to me... Half a season before he would start. That's just my opinion. Before he really comes on, yeah. Well, really comes on, yeah. And there's probably going to be shooting inconsistencies. 
I mean, it's it's going to be a little bit like Anthony Edwards, who did start, but mm-hmm. I mean, D'Angelo Russell also was hurt for a lot, and it, it's uh, to me, I think he's going to play the three a lot in his career. That's just my opinion, and especially if especially if and if and when he adds weight, and I, well, I think in general the way the league is today, I, I just think with the how much again defensively, there's going to be some woes. Uh, I'm not dying that, but he's going to be so difficult for threes to guard. Like they, they are not, they're just not going to be able to stay in front of him at all. They just won't. Mm-hmm. Should we have the Jalen Suggs conversation? I think we should. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Um, we we know we know Jalen Suggs is already being written into mock drafts going to the Cavaliers at number three. We're going to continue seeing it. I'm not saying that he won't be a Cavalier. We don't know how the Cavaliers front office feels right now. We, they obviously no, we don't. didn't know where they would be picking. It's a very reasonable conversation to have, even if we don't agree with it. It could very well happen. Um, that becomes problematic because I really, truly feel that if you take Jalen Suggs, um, you're going to have to move somebody. I don't think that those three can coexist at all. Um, and unless your plan is just to have Jalen Suggs as your backup point guard, who you took with the third overall pick, uh, and have that be the plan moving forward, that means probably moving Colin Sexton or moving Darius Garland. Um, is there any is there any world where this makes sense to you, Amadou? Do you think that Jalen Suggs could be that good to where it's worth it? Um, do you think that there's a, like a clear path to him starting on this team? You know, whether it's trading Colin or trading Darius or benching Colin or whatever, like or starting all three of them, I don't know. Do you think that there's what way in that mind? What what way in your mind does taking Jalen Suggs play out well? Okay, I do just want to say this really quickly because uh, before you know we started recording this podcast, I did see you know people talk about this on the timeline, talking about how you know some Cavs you know want Jalen Green. You know, and want to stay away from Suggs, even though Green, you know, maybe measuring is maybe, I don't know, half a foot taller, I guess. As if Jalen Green is not, you know, a much, 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 much better athletic-wise, as well as has a much, much, much higher scoring potential. But I just want to get that out of the way. Either way, um, there is no world where I feel you you, you select Jalen Suggs. I, I don't get it, honestly. And I feel like if you make that move, you're looking to move on from Garland because I don't, I don't, I don't see how Suggs and and Garland is really a formidable backcourt long term. Unless you know Garland's potential. I think that output. Suggs will be able to like operate as a secondary ball handler, and I think defensively he's good enough to make that duo work. I just think, is it worth? taking yeah, Suggs exactly. when you're going to have to pick and choose between two of those three guys. Yeah, exactly. I, I, I don't I don't see the I don't see where it makes sense, honestly. It it doesn't make sense to me at at all. I feel like that's that's a move that the Cavs just stay away from, honestly. Dan, not even ignoring what you think of him as a player. Is there any world to where you let's say he does pan out to like where this this turns out better than a Jalen Green situation? <sighs> Like, unless he just, like, becomes unbelievably better than Jalen Green. I, I just, I don't think, uh, I just think the, with the amount of spacing he had in college and had basically, like, a very easy, like, dump-off assist-type guy in Timmy, like, 
I don't buy that he can really play as like a shot hunter guy. I, I just I don't think he has. I, I just don't see scoring potential with him. I, I really don't know what that's going to be. I mean, do people think he's going to be like a Drew Holiday where he's kind of like initially locking people up and then the scoring like comes along? And is I actually don't of, think that's a terrible comp. I mean, I think that's kind of like the best case scenario with him. And, and really, like Drew Holiday is a good borderline all-star player. Like, I think that's kind of, you know, a reasonable well, expectation. I don't think for people really become. saw that early, though. I mean, it took a long time no, for that. He just, was a good player early, yeah. but it was more so just he had the ball in his hands so but, much. You know what I'm film. saying? Like, I think that's a good career comp for Jalen I think that could be a good career comp for Jalen Suggs, though, as far as, like, just the level of player. Yeah, I just think there's, when you have a guy like Green, like, that's <laughs> it's I, I guess there's just I mean is he is he he's a good defender I'm not saying that's 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 legit it seems but takes a lot of gambles defensively was able to with other like a veteran laden team around him was able to make these like kind of like highlight flashy plays defensively I don't see him being able to do that in this kind of situation I I don't I mean a lot of what is he is is predicated on transition and I don't know, like, with Darius Garland also in the fold, how much usage in that way he'll have. Like, like Sexton can do it because he knows how to just just knows how to finish, knows how to get the pull-ups in those secondary situations. Is It kind of slithers through gaps to get easy baskets. I don't think – I just don't know if Jalen Green can get easy baskets at this in this situation. And I don't Jill know – or Jalen Suggs, I'm sorry, and yeah. I just don't, I don't buy him as his full floor spacer. I just, I don't see it. So I, I don't see there being any way he can just be a bucket like early. I, I think it's going to take him. A, I think the developmental curve will, will be much longer for him. Yeah, if that, just, if that makes just, sense, I don't, I don't even know. Yeah, if it, it does. That it right. does. But yeah, I, I, I don't just, see. I don't think he honestly is like an instant impact like guy like green like to me I, because of the size element and the switchability i think i think barnes is a far more impact player earlier on that's just my opinion i'm sorry you said barnes i think scotty barnes is a more impact nba skill hmm. like the, he is made for the league I don't really know if Jalen Suggs is made for the NBA. I think that Jalen Suggs know. is made for the NBA. Yeah. Well, I'm think, saying like he's going to be a, a solid player. I, I think just, he's going to be a good player. I, like, I, I don't think I he's going to be as good as Jalen Green. But. I just can't. Like to me, I think it's going to be a long time. to Like I think he'll have a long NBA career. I just don't see all-star with Jalen Suggs in this situation that better be a guy that is, like, a real, like, difference maker. He does not fit that bill to me. It's just in my opinion. That's fair. That's fair. And I I personally do think Scotty Barnes is more of a difference maker than Suggs. At least earlier on, I think the – just what he can do defensively in, in a lot of lineups being able to guard all five positions, the switchability, the just – how much ground he can eat up with his size and length. I, I just, I don't know what kind of shooter Suggs is going to be early in his career. I, I personally don't buy it. That's just my thought process. I guess, and I don't think yeah. there's, 
I just think with the amount of size and length and driving capability um, Barnes has and his off-ball cutting feel, I think I don't think there's a huge gap between the two earlier on. That's just what I think. I I buy Suggs' shot. I think he'll be fine. You know, I, I, he'll be a fine thirty-four percent if I had to guess right now in his rookie year. Like, it's not going to be a serious weapon, but he's going to be fine. And I think. I just don't think there's going to be enough volume at all. I don't think where it's in people. I think it'll depend on where he lands an instant starter. I I don't, I just, I I think it'll depend on where he lands. And I guess the shot itself does not look that good to me. Like I I think Anthony Edwards shot frankly looked really good in college. Like the shot form and uh, like his ability, just how much space. What don't you like about Suggs' form? I, I don't know. It's a little. I, there, there's just he's a very. I, I just it's he's very streaky. Like he can be really hot. Like he gets a lot of lift. I'm not saying he doesn't get lift, but it, it just Edwards to me just looked more smooth. Like in how he was able to get his shot well, I think off. Edwards is I, I don't, more of a versatile scorer than Suggs. Like I don't think that they're a comp as a player at all. Like. No, but it, it, I'm just saying it's always it's projected a, to have more pull-up ability. Like I don't think that Suggs. No one I don't expects know if Suggs to become. I don't. I don't think anybody expects Suggs to have the shooting ability of Anthony Edwards and the versatile, you know, shot creation abilities of, of Edwards per se. Someone who you take because of that offensive upside, as far as just versatile. Well, I guess for you, of, I guess of, what, of big ways of creating. Like, who do you see? Like, with. Suggs, like what? What's what are the ways that he impacts the Cavs from day one? I, I personally don't know. Like defensively, he could guard one and two. I think I think he'll his instincts are good there. Um, no, I think I just I, I think definitely the good af- there. I think the athleticism that's like such a like key buzzword with Jalen Suggs. I don't know why that's like such a big deal. Like, I mean, he's, he's a not good like he's not an he's not. Uh, unbelievable athlete. I just don't know one. if he's that good of an athlete against NBA perimeter yes, players. Yes, he is. What, he's a uh, he's a good athlete against NBA players. Yes, I mean the dude's not a below average athlete. He's a good. athlete. I'm not he's saying not, that. I just don't think it's like number three overall pick level. Like where it's like a huge difference to your team. Uh, that's just my opinion. But uh, I guess I think he's going to be a good defender. Um, he's going to be a very good playmaker. Um, he's a leader. I think, and that that matters some. You know, he's a guy who can be counted on to kind of take on that role in the locker room and even on the floor as well. Um, you know, I think. But you got to move. Or do you want to move Colin Sexton for him? No, that's, and that's, that's why I that don't think we should take him. The, the like, I don't think you have to move Green like you would have to move Suggs for like from a Sexton standpoint. No, no, I like, I, and that's why I think you just don't take him. But I'm just saying. As a player, I'm I'm just much higher on Suggs than you are, even if, if I'm not the highest. If Kobe mortgages basically like puts all his chips in for Jalen Suggs, man, I'm gonna lose it. Oh, oh <laughs> my god! And I've been very much of a Kobe apologist, but I'm going to I'm gonna freak out if he does that. I might my days as a Cavs fan, I gotta tell you, might might be numbered. At that point. <laughs> I, they might be because I, I do not I don't see this guy being. I I don't know. Would you be I more just, upset than if the Cavs took Obi Toppin? I think you'd have. In to. a way, I I actually would. I, yeah, I would. 
Because Obi, I, I Obi like Toppin doesn't mean Colin Sexton's gone. Yeah, I, I think with with Obi, I mean, he very it was well more could of be a, gone. It was more of a at the time, you know, fifth pick in week draft. Like you're not looking at a guy who you're taking yeah. as a cornerstone. It's you're just picking up a piece. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, Coral was a, a a great piece, and that's what we wanted. Yes. But this is the the draft where you're looking at the guy, and I think yeah, if you mess up this, that means more than messing up last year. Which again, they didn't mess up last year, but if they were to, oh, the they have they got to be moving and shaking by the end of, I mean, at minimum the or at max the end of next season. Yeah, Chris Fedor tweeting out, "Don't be surprised if the Cavs take Suggs." Just saying. He just he just loves Jalen. Uh, he does for like some odd reason. Bit. It's like like Chris Fedor. Do you understand NBA basketball? Like saying that? I, I just I <laughs> okay. people that love he likes well, I think, I think, okay. I think Damrell is big on Suggs too, of course. But I I just I don't see like if this is a number three overall pick, there has to be an elite. You have to have an elite skill, at least one. I don't see any elite skill with Jalen Suggs. I, I just like his vision is good, I guess, but it's not like I think good. It's, very good. it's not like elite for like un, a like guaranteed like one at the next level. Like I, I don't. He was people need to realize he was in an ideal situation in terms of scheme, in terms of spacing, in terms of shooters around him, and. I don't think people are realizing that with like these other guys. Like, to me, I, yeah, I, I'm not. I'm gonna do. What's your thoughts? I was gonna say, I'm gonna do. What do you think Suggs will become on a, as a player, whether it's on the Cavaliers or not? Uh, yeah, hopefully it's not on the Cavaliers. I'd know, rather have Emmanuel quickly. I'm gonna be honest with you. That's my last. <laughs> that's my Jesus, last. That man. is my last bit. Emmanuel quickly. Come on. Emmanuel quickly should have played a hell of a lot more minutes than he did this season. Well, obviously, but well, on. to me, if you're drafting this guy at this it, in this rate and how much they're going to be on the ball, you got to be able to shoot. And I, again, I don't buy the shot. But Amadou, sorry, go ahead. Um, honestly, I feel like Suggs. He's he's what Dan said. I don't know if he excels at one particular thing in his game. The three point shot is going to need some you know help. He's he's a good you know playmaker. For the record, as one last thing, he also in high school played with Chad Holmgren. That's it. <laughs> He did, he did have a great high school. Has team. he ever not had like an like an unbelievable cast? He might have another one um, in NBA if he you know gets drafted by like the Thunder. I'm not sure, not the Thunder. I don't know. I said the, the Raptors. Uh, I feel like that's that's a, probably a perfect you know destination for him. Um, either way, though, the shooting has to get better. The playmaking is is pretty good for you know a player of his age, but you know that's something else that you know can get better. The defense, you know, it, it's good, but you know it can get better. I, I don't know what to make of him. I feel like if you pass on, you know, potential, you know, potentially a Jalen Green or Evan Mobley for Jalen Suggs, that's something that sets your franchise back 10 years, a, a decade. Because you got to think, I mean, you're talking about generational guys who, you know, have things that they excel in, that have things that, you know, that they really, you know, stick out in their games. Obviously, there's, you know, some things in Jalen Suggs' game that really, you know, he, he's good at, but... Not to the extent of a Jalen Green or an Evan Mobley, honestly. I, I really hope the Cavs do not even look in his direction. Honestly, the only people that the Cavs should be looking at are Evan Mobley and Jalen Green. Simple. Would your days as a Cavs fan be numbered if they took Jalen Suggs? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Honestly, which yes. team? Which team are you heading to next? 
You're hopping on the, pest, the honestly, Pistons bandwagon now? Honestly, the Rockets, man, you know, Kevin Porter Jr. Kevin Porter. With uh, Christian Wood is still there, but... Yeah, Jason no, Tate. Jason Tate. Jason Tate is a player you can get behind. Yeah. Kenny Martin Jr. Um, and if they get either one of Jalen Green or, or Evan Mobley, that, that's, that, that's going to be a very, very scary team for years to come. Dan, have you thought at all about which team you're going to jump to? Uh, Obi Toppin's Knicks. Which team I will jump to? Um, hmm. I'll say the Magic. What the hell? <laughs> the Magic. That's a that's a bold choice. It's not a front running move. So, uh, like a small market team. I think they'll be. They have some fun pieces. Uh, I really like Chuma. Um, I guess them. I mean, I, I'm being facetious, but <laughs> not like entirely facetious. Because the Magic are fun. No, I, I'm just saying if if you, that's like the one player that I would. <laughs> if they don't draft one of those two, like if one of those two are not taken over Suggs, I like you're mortgaging Garland for for Jalen Suggs. We know. I, I I don't think he's ever going to average 15 <laughs> points a game in the NBA. That's just my. Come opinion. on, man. I, I Jalen Suggs isn't going to average 15 points a game. I personally don't see it. We'll, we'll monitor the, the gym. He, he really, in my opinion, could have used more time in, in college, but nobody, will, nobody stays okay. in college anymore. So Here's the question for you, Dan. More impactful career, Jalen Suggs or Andre Drummond? When it's all said and done. Okay, it has, by default, it has to be Jalen Suggs. Okay, there we go. There we go. I'll tell you right now, though, I'd rather have Javion Mitchell than Jalen Suggs. No, any day of the I don't know about mm. that one. I don't any, know about that one. Any, mm. any, 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 any day of the week. Uh, ooh, I don't know about that one. Jalen Suggs better be able to shoot lights out because if he can't, I'm not seeing a whole lot. I mean, he's going to be a fine player, but to me, he's going to be a vastly overpaid starter. And he's going to have numbers based on volume of which he has the ball, but he's never going to be efficient as a scorer. That's just that's just what I think. That's what I see. Dan came with takes today. Okay. Um, well, somebody asked to. That, hey, that's fair. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. You, you, both, <laughs> you both. You you both always do. You guys are more sensible. I'm a little bit. I'm a little bit. Uh, let's. You're not afraid to be yourself. That's what makes the pod fun. You know? I I I I have my takes with my emotions on my shoulders, I guess. <laughs> we'll move on. Not, here. not sure why um, I said shoulders, but oh well. You know what? It works. It, you're you, Dan. You 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 say what you think. We we appreciate that. But um, we'll move on. Obviously, we've heard some stuff about everything here. Um, whoa. Right before the lottery, talking about how, and obviously we'll have to see, you know, what follow-up reports come with this. Um, all we've heard is Woj say it. At least I haven't looked through Twitter. I haven't looked through what, if anything else has been reported. But um, Woj saying that the Cavaliers, if they were to get a high pick in this lottery, which they ended up doing, uh, potentially being aggressive and looking for trades. Um, 
to again upgrade the roster um, that way, probably meaning trading out of the pick for you know an established star. You'd have to think, uh, considering you know the amount of talent in this draft. Which again, Kobe Altman, I believe, had some sort of media availability. Um, I don't know if that was open to the public or not. But talking about how he does really, really like the talent in this draft. So you know, you're not just going to move the pick just for the sake of moving the pick. It's not a situation you were in last year where. You know, the, the Timberwolves had the number one overall pick and were trying to trade out of it and just couldn't. Um, completely different situation. But, Amadou, is there anybody right now that sticks out to you? Um, and obviously we talked the last time about, you know, just different stars who could become available, who the Cavs could have interest in. Is there anyone who sticks out right now that you would consider trading the number three overall pick for? Yeah, you know, Luka Doncic, uh, Zion Williamson. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. But it's a good answer. Yeah, it's a good answer. I, I, but right now, I mean, I don't, I don't see a team that'd be willing to part with the star for the third overall pick. And like I said, you know, earlier in the pod, I, I think when Woj said that, I was assuming that he was referring to if the Cavs were to, you know, be around that, you know, six, seven, eight, nine. That would make more sense. Yeah. Yeah. So that, but that, it doesn't seem like that was you were saying. I'm not sure. I, I I don't I don't agree with the Cavs looking to to do that because it's like, what star is out there? You know, honestly, are you? It's got to be Beal. Beal, but like, I love Bradley Beal to death. You know, I really do. But for one, how does a Beal Sexton? Well, I mean, we don't know. I, maybe they might part ways part ways with one of those. Two. Oh, hey, Beal Sexton would have to be gone. You think so? Yeah, yeah, there's no way he wouldn't be in this situation. I don't think. Probably not. I mean, it's got to be what love and him and and the yeah. pick. Yeah, I, I don't think that's worth it. Which sucks, but I don't think that's worth it. Honestly, because I, considering is he a, is he gonna make like like if you if you do do that, how does what's what's the, like the outlook? Are you like a guaranteed playoff team? Yeah, exactly. I don't that's think the, I mean play in. I mean play in. Sorry, Sexton I, and I that pick for Beal. I don't think that's worth it. Yeah, I don't that, that, that at all. I don't. I wouldn't at all. No. I'd hang up the phone. Like, yeah, I would not do that instantly. I, I'm with you, but I don't know. I'm not Kobe Altman, so I don't know. Yeah. I'm, I'm not doing that. Honestly, I think the like who else is there though? Exactly, that's my thing. Who is, else it, is, is it? Is it Levine? Is that? Do you do Brandon one? Ingram? Do you do Brandon nah, Ingram I, honestly, for just the pick, not Sexton? <sighs> it's like the mystery box thing. It's like yeah, I probably would. I probably would. And it's like the pick. I, I, I don't know. Um, I def actually I definitely would. What am I saying? I think it's absolutely. something you have to think twice about. But yeah. oh, I absolutely would do that in a heartbeat. Actually, I I kind of I, I he's think your book. I come back to the point where he's your bookend like, three. I think what Amadou was saying to where it's it's the mystery box or the boat or whatever yeah. you know the other thing is. I think you go with Engram, um, especially. Well, who, who do you? Let me ask you a question. Let me ask you guys both a question. Mm-hmm. Uh. What are your percentage? What's your percentage that uh, Jalen Green or Mobley has a better career than Brandon Ingram? I'll say I think it could definitely happen. Yeah, like, I, I think it definitely could, but like I, think I, it very I couldn't well fault could. Kobe for doing that. No, I think I think there's a good chance that one of them becomes better than one or both of them become better than Ingram. I just think having the sure thing in Ingram, who still has a tremendously high ceiling, would still be worth it. Yeah. That's the thing is he's not – I mean, he's – And, again, clean fit with the team that you already have. Right. Um, do you? Um, 
what was the question once again? Was is basically do you think like how likely do you think either Mobley or Green end up having a better career mm-hmm. than Brandon yeah. Ingram? Um, it's tough for me to the, say outright. Yeah, it is definitely tough. So do I just go with the cliche fifty percent? I mean, either you know, that's they fair. Do or they don't. You know, it's just, I'd say that's probably. Re- I think for me. <sighs> Green, like, I don't see it with Mobley. I, I really like Mobley, but I'm just saying, like, for... I just think there's... I, there, frankly, is another level I think Ingram can get to. And I just think the way... Yeah, the I position agree. he has with the way the league is headed, I think, has more... Where he could have more impact. But Mobley, I mean, I, I wouldn't be shocked if he did. He could be a, a general... Like a... Like, perennial, like, superstar, all-star guy. But I, I just think Ingram has... I think he has another level he can get to. Mm-hmm. Whereas Green, I, I think, could be def like not definitely, but could be better. But I, I again, I, I wouldn't blame Kobe at all for doing that. That's like the one guy I, I wouldn't, I would, I probably would do it with. I, no one else has mentioned the name. Are you going to make me mention it? Um, what name? What is the one name that? Cavaliers Twitter has been talking oh, about every single day. No, not CJ McCollum. Okay. Ever yeah. since the Hawks Sixers series oh, has ended. Don't, oh, don't what is the one name? What is the one name? I just wanted to say it. I just wanted to say it. I just wanted to say it. Justin, you're a better shooter. You're you're I am a both of you are far, far, far in a different stratosphere of shooters than Ben Simmons. Although they did say that he has could be open, I think, to moving like back to like his right hand, so to speak. I don't think that's going to help, really, honestly. I want to say this: What if I think solution? there was a stat though? I think KOC said seventy percent of his shots that he's taken have actually been with his right hand. Uh, like I, I, I well, can't even. I mean, not. I especially around the basket, he's. It, it, well, I guess yeah. They're, they're not. Sandy's more comfortable with. They're yeah. not like shots. That's the thing. Like exactly. they're not, like they're, when you think of shots, you rent. think. Jump shot. Yeah. yeah. He, he's a left-handed jump shooter, but he finishes around the room with his right because he doesn't really have a dominant hand, I don't think. Yeah, there was a video I saw popped up on I can't remember who tweeted out, but he actually was – he actually would take jump shots in college. I, I, I guess and I don't remember that. During the uh, during his summer league, too. We took a I, think he's so I do remember him about the summer league. At this point. Yep. He is so and far in his own head at this point. I don't know. Yeah, I think he he needs a sports psychologist really really bad. He needs a change of scenery. He needs a new environment. Yeah, he he, he it's not going to get better. I, I'm not going to say that it can't get better for Ben Simmons, but it is not going to get better for Ben Simmons in Philadelphia. It's just not going to happen. Would he work with? Does he work with Dame in Portland? I mean, I, a lot of yeah, people he works with like Dame that. in Portland. I want to say, does what he? If, what if the solution with him? He has to be like a the center. Mm-hmm. I, I was thinking or five. five, honestly. I think Dame actually Nurkic. I don't Dame, really uh, think uh, that. Nurkic, I, don't I don't think that Ben is a five. I don't think he's interested think in playing so. the he five. Is, I don't. Right. Think he needs physical to me. He's a four. There. I don't. A I think he's four. a four. I think that I think he's a four. So like a Giannis type of role where you know you have. I think he has to be type of center. Kind of. Yeah. He has to be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. I he, think Dame is a great with. Do you see what? Off topic a little bit. Did you guys see what Gilbert Arenas said? No, uh, I did not know. He said that he could be a next goat, like, or I might, I'm paraphr- paraphrasing, but kind of like a next goat slash, like, 
almost like generational guy if he moved to the two. Apparently, huh? I guess he. Mean? The reasoning he said was because basically to have him like with a, a floor general, but where he just constantly attacks, like going downhill like every time down the floor, and just he said if he can figure out can how to shoot, do that if he figure or? out figures out how to shoot free throws, but I don't understand like he ba- like what how is that at all different? I, it just sounded weird. I don't know. Gilbert Arenas is I actually like him, but. Some of the things he says are just a little bit like I, I just it, it was. He's like you, Danny. He has takes. It was it was a little bit convoluted. I don't think I really completely got it, but I don't know the way the guy was when he, in his career. It's not really that shocking. But some of no. his things are <laughs> like he. I do agree though. I mean, basically, just said like it's all with him. It's just like all mental. I, I think a lot of it is mental. Like I I, I'm too. with I'm with you on that. But Philly, I mean, they they cannot. They, they can't move him fast enough. I think that they've reached the peak of what Simmons and Beat are going to be, and I don't think that that's something that they want to continue with. I just – I don't see it. Um, again, we're not saying that we should trade anybody for Ben Simmons. We're not saying that that is what should happen. But could you get Ben Simmons without even trading That's what I was the thinking. Third overall pick? Colin. Oh. Colin and Kevin – Oh, for no. Ben Simmons, oh. and then you roll out a lineup. I don't see it of Darius. Let's say Jalen Green. Uh, your small forward will say a Coro Ben Simmons. Oh, and can you that. have that? Oh no, can you no, have no, that? No, you can't. I'm, I'm not saying that. That's like you. Okay, I, I, I agree with that. That's why I thought, like, but. like fifth starter instead of a Coro. Like it's something you at least have to think about. I don't think. Yeah. Again, we're not saying that this is something they should do. I'm just saying. These thoughts come come about, and I think you should talk about them. But man, there's a lot of I juicy like stuff to come here. Wow, that's just a, all that's as backwards as it gets. Honestly, is it how so? I'm because good. I feel like you're you're trading your top score currently for a guy whose offense is not good, while your offense is already okay, pretty but bad. Is, and is I'm with him on this. And also, is, we don't J- know, like, is Ben Simmons' offense that bad if he's playing yeah, honestly, next I believe to so. like elite scoring guards and he can just like run in transition? I mean, and do stuff. Like but that. then, what do you do? And he's in a situation where he's in a change of scenery well, to where like you think maybe he has a mindset change, maybe he's a little bit more or a little bit less reluctant to shoot, even like outside of the paint. Maybe the free throw rate. No. Improves a little bit. So. He's got to be able to shoot free throws. I'm trying to find. Shoot. I'm trying to find the positives in this. I, I, like, I get. I get your point. The a core, potential Okoro Simmons Allen front court might be Probably one doesn't. of, if not the <laughs> worst, you know, floor spacing back front courts of all. That that that's in contention with the um what with the Josh Smith, Greg Monroe, Andre Drummond. Front court that the Pistons <laughs> ran, you know, for some time. I, I just like, oh my goodness, that's bad. And if then you believe in a Coro's progression, though, and if you believe that Allen yeah. could maybe yeah. start to space it out a little bit, I'm sorry. To me, that that means you're going to be playing. You're, well, I I still think Dean is going to get his share of run next year, yeah. but you're going to have to like Dylan better translate. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Dean is going to get. A ton of run, like that's just. There's not going to be like a lot of. Mm-mm. It's a fun hypothetical, though. Like again, I'm not saying that you do it, but it is 
a fun hypothetical as to being able to add him. Because, again, like, yes, you're replacing Colin and Kevin, who, again, is another offensive tool for a guy who can't shoot. But I think in adding Green, you know, that minimizes it a little bit. But but it's also overall two. Yeah. Uh, my second point I wanted to make, Sexton, we already see him as a 24 and 4 at least type of guy. Though Jalen Green could definitely progress past that, is that what he's going to do in his first season? Maybe even his Probably second his season too, either. So you know, it's that. That's another question too. I feel like that that move is pretty backwards. I think that pretty much wraps up the 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 Ben Simmons conversation. Um, I, again, if and if only if the Colin, you know, if the Darius Colin Jalen trio doesn't work out, which again, there's a chance it maybe doesn't. Yeah, um, yeah. Like that's something that I think at that point you definitely have to consider because, like, I guess you can call it backwards just from a shot creation standpoint. But like Ben Simmons is still a really really good player. Oh, I'm not done. You know, no. I mean, what do you say? What do you say? No, I was just saying. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's a really good player. He impacts, um, a lot of the game in a ton of ways. It's just, it's. He's a young player still, sure, but he's had a lot of playoff experience already. But it it seems like in terms of the amount of how long he's already been in the league, for him to have these amount of confidence issues is is a real, real, real concern. And yeah. I just I'm not going to say he hasn't worked on his shot. Like I mean, he's an NBA player. He's it's hard to say. Like just basically putting words in people's mouths saying that. I, and when people say that, it's kind of annoying, but you do have to think, like, there's some validity to that criticism just because it, in these mm-hmm. sort of players, like, at least with Giannis, like, he's worked on, he's found way, ways to generate shots in production. And he's so physically strong and just hard to defend in, in the open floor and secondary and transition. When he gets downhill, it's, it's like, almost over. But... I understand he didn't make free throws that well. I mean, didn't shoot him well in the postseason. But generally speaking, he's been fairly competent from the following. Like, it's it's not, like, completely, like, where he can't hit him at all. But Simmons, it, it's just, this is ridiculous at this point. I mean, he's not, he's mostly a perimeter player. Like, you're not Shaq. You're not Wilt Chamberlain. Like, you have to be able to shoot some semblance of foul shots at this point. And mm-hmm. it, it, I mean, not attempting what was it he didn't what was it he didn't attempt a field goal in what five of the seven games in I the think fourth four in the fourth quarter, quarter, four quarter in the fourth quarter i'm saying yeah four like yeah, that four of those games. that's like that's like i've never even heard of that that's before. a confidence issue that's a confidence but issue that's completely. a but that's a real problem it's a, it's a serious like it, it, but it's a, yeah. when you're paying a guy that amount and you're giving up your best score for a guy that when push comes to shove is is not a threat, that's that's a real there should be a lot of trepidation there. You're getting out of the love contract though, which is another thing that's at least worth mentioning. That I'm not even touching that. I mean the guy hey, it's worth mentioning. If it's you're a, passing up it's a, a dunk, on the plus side. If you're passing up a dunk in in Again, waiting, that's a confidence issue that Hopefully you believe you can fix if he comes. I here. don't know why you believe you can fix it though. I mean that's pretty delusional to think. I mean, I'm not saying you can. I'm saying if you believe you can. Again, I think a change of scenery could be exactly what he needs. 
don't know. There's just, just to get seems... out of that situation. Get out of playing with Joel Embiid, which has just been a weird relationship. There seems the to be a there. lack of accountability with Ben Simmons, though, and that's that does that's pretty objective. I, I, I mean, it's what is he five years in? You can't at all shoot like not even like from eight feet. That's kind of a problem. It's a problem. I don't know it's why any team would be in on trading for Ben Simmons other than, like, I guess I, wa- I guess Washington, where they are at, they're kind of at, like, kind of just treading water. Like, they might as well just go totally in on it. That is the team where it makes a lot of sense to me. Like, that's, I don't really see where a trade is there for Washington, though, because I don't really think well, Westbrook Beal, is the guy that Philly wants. You're no, not doing don't. that for Beal. You can get I, – I wouldn't do that for Beal. Personally, I I wouldn't. I'm just saying I don't like they're. I don't know where they're going to go at this point. And yeah, uh, it's just it's. A, I don't. Hate it's very. It's, I'm not sure. It's very complicated like, with Ben Simmons. I think there's a like when it goes like from like it's a, definitely a like one of the mind, most complicated situations yeah. in like the league right now, if not the most complicated. There's going to be a lot. What you do of, with him? I, th- I that actually could drag on more. Longer than people think, actually, because it of, could. I mean, it, it's almost like an. <sighs> well, I, I don't, I'm not going to get into that, but it, it's about as complex as you're going to get because you would think. I mean, with the versatility, Earl, he has defensively in this league, but it's just <sighs> you're passing up with how physically strong he is and. The change of pace. He's got a he's got a hell of a handle for a player. I mean, regardless of his size, like it, it's just it's just mind boggling. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Before we get out of here, uh, we have gone pretty long now, but I do yeah. want to talk about one more thing, which is Kevin Love uh, committing to the Team USA roster. Uh, worth mentioning. Um, been a little bit of conversation just about that and about you know him being there. Obviously, he's been you know on an Olympic roster before. He's played uh, with the team, so he has been around. Um, I think a little bit of the you know what the heck that people are talking about with you know him being on this team is a little bit overblown. Um, I mean, we saw Harrison Barnes on the roster in 2016. Come on, Kevin Love can be there um, as a guy who it's not like he's nothing on the court at this point and. Again, just having the experience with um, with USA Basketball can just be a leader for that team, kind of, or at least just a veteran presence. Um, so I, I don't mind him being on the team at all. Uh, of course, there is always some injury concern with something like this that I think has to at least be considered, that you know he's going to be in what's already, a, and maybe not for the Cavs as much as some of these teams that are in the playoffs, but what is sort of considered a shortened offseason that, you know, he's going to be already jumping right back into playing and then taking another short break and then jumping right into the season. Um, at the same time, we've talked about how Kevin Love does need to kind of work more on basketball things this offseason and just kind of focusing on rest um, and just getting his body right, so maybe this is a way to do that. Uh, where are you at with this whole situation, Amadou, as far as him being with Team USA right now? Or being with Team USA soon, rather. Are you there, Amadou? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yes, I'm here. You're good. Um, when that tweet came up, uh, I looked at most of the um, most of the comments from Woj's side, and people really don't like Kevin Love. Um, they don't. They don't at all. It's it's you know unfortunate you know how it's come from, but 
I mean, at least now, you know, he can't really complain about, you know, not having good teammates or his teammates not winning. I mean, he's going to be playing alongside Kevin Durant and James Harden and I think Drew Holiday, you know, committed today. Uh, Chris Middleton, just guys, you know, I'm thinking about some of my head. I'm pretty sure. Did Dan Metabon commit to? I'm not too sure. But yes, he you know, did. Just thinking, I think he did. Right? Yes. Yeah. But I mean, um, a lot of veterans have talked about, you know, having one last chance at, you know, going to get gold. Um and first, we know guys like LeBron James won't be looking to do that. He's getting up there in age. Stephen Curry won't be on the team this year. Um, but, I mean, it's good for love, I guess, you know. Um, at least it shows that he's healthy going into the offseason. <laughs> as healthy as, you know, he can be. Because, I don't know. Um, I don't expect him to play much, honestly. Um, so. Is he going to draw plays? Like what? What is, what is Kevin? What I'm, I'm wondering, like, what is Kevin Love? Like, what, what's going to happen there? Like, what, what exactly? And okay, can I just say, Dan, one? what are you do for the Cavs? Okay, stand on the three point line and be a spacer. Okay, I, I'm just going to say one thing. It, it was a little bit odd. Um, I didn't. I, I can't remember exactly what Joe Varden said, but he basically said along the lines of Kevin Love. People think could really like, like I guess boost or find or have some trade value if he performs well in the Olympics. Like what? What? Okay. I mean, I, I wrote it physically to aggregate it, but what, what Here's exactly where that kind of comes from? Dan. What exactly? I, I think like I can at least he's see playing he's with from there. Kevin Durant, all, all the people I'm going to just mentioned, like what, Here's what does where that I think mean? You can kind of see. Well, first of all, if he's playing alongside other great healthy? players. Yes. If is he's healthy, okay, Dan. It? What has been the biggest problem with Kevin Love? His health. Like, that is the mm, number one. Okay, but it, no, it's, but I'm it's saying, showing I'm saying that he Kevin could be Love healthy for Kevin Love the player. It's I'm showing that he could be healthy. With, it's showing that he could be healthy for two weeks is what it's showing. The biggest problem with Kevin Love, the player. I, I'm concerned the, that he could the, get hurt. the asset. I, I'm really concerned. He could get hurt. And if he does get hurt, that's a problem, obviously. He definitely could. Yeah, I think but z- if he can prove that he kind doesn't of a, get hurt. I'm not thrilled with this decision by Kevin Love, i got to say, especially if I'm Kobe It's, Alton, it's a gamble. It's if, a I'm gamble. A, if I'm the Cavs, I'm not loving it. Really not. It's definitely a gamble. It's definitely a gamble. I'm a, but, it's um, it's a little bit of see where he actually did do it. Choose. I mean, I get it because he wants to rep his country. Like that, I'm not criticizing him for. But considering he specific, like his – at least through Kobe Altman has stated that he really wants to work on his game this offseason and really, like, get himself right physically and, and mentally. I, I guess this is a way for – it's kind of like an outlet because he, he wasn't able to play a lot last season. I get that. But he's got to see this from the team's standpoint here. Like, I, I get that he probably wants to find a way to, like, m- kind of get out eventually, but – this is just a it's a curious decision I gotta say yeah it is but what I'm saying I I understand at least where Varden is coming from where if he can stay healthy for the entirety of it again it's not gonna like change him from untradeable to tradable but it helps you nudge you in that direction a little bit if he goes there and plays well and looks what, healthier what than is, he did. What at the is end of playing last well exactly? Like, like what? what like is... hitting his threes and looking like. Listen, listen. Okay, hitting your shots and looking like you'd move, not like a sixty-year-old, okay. like you did at the end of the season. That's... If you can show those two things, like maybe you're on the right path towards saying, "Hey, maybe we can get out of this guy at some point." Maybe. Okay. 
Like, even if it's not like, if, even if it's not positive value, if it's not giving up a ton to have to get out of him, like I think okay. it could help. It could definitely hurt if Kevin Love goes there and gets hurt right away. Like he plays like he, he doesn't even make it through scrimmages and hurts his calf or whatever. Like that's a serious problem. But I can understand where Gally Varden's coming from in that situation. I guess it could marginally help. In could, but on the other end, could be catastrophic. I guess that's just. It, kind it of the, that's kind <laughs> of the be. problem but really, that I have. How much more catastrophic can it get right than right now? I mean, I guess that's worst the comes whole, to worst, I guess that's like Kevin Love gets hurt again, and his trade maybe value he's is still even, untradeable. Maybe he's even behind closed doors kind of accepted that. I don't know. Maybe so. I do want to say really quickly that Justin Rowan put out a tweet talking about how Kevin Love's great, you know, Boston game you know, help the Cavs get this top three pick now because obviously... Lead, like, or Lloyd said something along those lines, too. It's funny. Field. Yeah. <laughs> so, hey, something positive out of Jason Lloyd is really the news. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's how you know things are going well. It's been Thanks. a good day for the Cavs. Yeah, Overall, it, it is... We can't ask for much more. Sure, we can ask for pick one or pick two, but it is a good day for the Cavaliers. We talked about a lot of situations. Can I just say bad, one? We're, we're I, celebrating. I, I'm not. I'm, I'm a, I hate to drag this on like a ton, but of course the Pistons get Cade. Like, oh, yeah. I, I get. I'm excited like, for the Pistons. That's going to be. fun. I'm not excited for the friggin' Pistons, man. I mean, they they no, basically oh, really had a full full rebuild. Really. For, like, one year. I mean, it was, like, a year okay. and maybe yes, you could aspect, maybe sure. say a half. And they get Cade. Like, of course. I mean, it's well, in our division. I mean, the friggin' Pistons, who were playing, like, a G League team for the last three months of the season. And they get you could Cade. Say, like, that, Cavs, that just figures, man. Maybe like, I'm, I'm honestly really upset about that. <laughs> like, that's such, that is such BS. I'm, 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 I'm not a fan of it at all. If I you're think. a salty Cavs fan, then it it, it can definitely stick. I'm not a fan, of it. but overall, I like say. I think it's going to be a fun team. That's where I was coming from with it. If we're gonna ha- we could have a real rivalry with him though. Like, yeah, we we, could. we definitely could. We could. I, it'll be interesting to see how how that works with Hayes, but we'll see. I mean, all you right. could say um, maybe the Cavs assisted into that. What if they don't trade for Andre Drummond? You know, does he is he still on the team? Do they win more games? No, I mean, you know, we know what type of player Andre Drummond is now, but I don't know. I'm just grasping that straws there anyway. Anything else before we before we wrap it up here, gentlemen? Nope, that, that that's all. Dan, I have one final question for you. Now that I think of it, Corey Kispert or Jalen Suggs, okay. who has the better okay, career? Jalen Suggs. But <laughs> I, the one the one thing about I I mean I I hate to be that guy, but. We do know what Corey Kispert is going to do at this next level. Like that, that's he's going to make a lot of money doing what he does. I will give oh, yeah. that. Mm-hmm. I mean, that guy is like, like I, I, I'm not. I, I don't want the Cavs to touch him with a ten foot pole, but he, he's going to be like a knock down shoot. Yeah, like from like Lake Erie shooter, like for sure. I should say like from Akron in this sense, but go ahead. <laughs> Alright. Well I think with that we're gonna wrap it up then. Um been a little bit of a time since uh our last recording. Um like I said, we're we're still probably not gonna be sticking with the twice a week uploads. Um it might be more around the once a week uh schedule. Uh it'll be loose throughout the off season, we'll just have to see, but it's not gonna be too long until we record again, I'm sure. 
Uh, but thank you, Dan. Thank you, Amadou, as always, for hopping on. Uh, glad we got to go through all this. I'm glad that I am. I just have to say, I am so happy we're talking about Jalen Green instead of Moses freaking Moody. Oh, yeah, that's fair. It just feels great to say that. Instead like I don't. That's not James a knock Book on Moses Knight. Moody. I like Moses you know, Moody, but we're Jaylen we're not Johnson. talking about Josh Giddy, you know, James Giddey. Booknight, Jalen Johnson, friends. Oh God, Franz Wagner. Oh, oh, Haram. Oh. Param, Usman Garuba. But, um, Garuba. Do I like, the cast I like Jalen Green or Usman Garuba? No, that's a question. Oh, um, I, I so like do I. He's fine. I just said he's not. I don't know. I don't know. He's a little bit but, two um, years away from two years away, though. Mm-hmm. I will say that. Like, that's I think it was defensively ready, but on the offensive end, Oh, yeah, he end, is. Yes. He is defensively ready. On the offensive end, yes. Is he going to um, be like Moses Brown, maybe? Like, I don't uh, even. I mean, Moses Brown can just dunk. He's a. He's standing. A, he's hard to. Away. Like, like, he. Yeah. Oh yeah, but yeah, I, I, I think he's going to be better than Moses Brown defensively by a mile, honestly. Yeah, that's but, I guess that's kind of what I'm, but that's kind of like the trajectory. I feel like that. Uh, I don't know the passing. I really do like. Like I think that is like really legit though. Well, you know what? We don't have to worry about Garuba's passing because the Cavs aren't taking him. At least I don't think they're going to take him. Oh, that, okay, yeah. <laughs> oh man so yeah it's good to have these conversations instead of those um I, i'm much happier to be talking about Jalen green than than usman garuba but with that um thank you everyone out there so much for listening and i'm sure we will talk to you all again soon thank you for listening to cavalier central be on the lookout for another episode coming soon